The Colts have only won one game this year at home, but as underdogs this week with their backs against the wall, could they pull off an upset? Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks, which is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. What is up, beautiful people? I am Jake Arthur, and he is Zach Hicks. You know us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. I am your boots on the ground, uh, regular credentialed media member from the site. And Zach is the just most beautiful, hardworking film guy in the biz. Has already put out a couple nice pieces out on HorseshoeHuddle.com this week, so make sure you check those out if you haven't already. Uh, Today, giving you our final thoughts on Colts and Browns offensively looks like a shorthanded group uh, going up against a really, really tough matchup right after the Colts coughed up the ball four times. What's that going to look like this week? Uh, Defensively, Cleveland's got a really productive run game, kind of a Jekyll and Hyde passing game, and we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. And then ultimately, we will give you our final predictions. Do we see a little optimism with the Colts or did that last uh, last week against the Jaguars kind of leave a bad taste in our mouth. Uh, so we'll kick things off, Zach. Uh, injuries so far this week for the Colts, heavily leaning towards impacting the offense so far. Uh, Kylan Granson is in the concussion protocol, hasn't practiced yet through the first couple days. Alec Pierce missed Wednesday, but he was back in a limited fashion on Thursday with a shoulder injury. And then Braden Smith was with his hip and wrist, has been out both days as well. Obviously, you're starting right tackle, not ideal. Uh, the Colts are just churning out tight ends all the time, so they've been they've been able to pretty much weather any storm that has come to them when the tight ends have been out. So uh, Alec Pierce would be nice if he plays, uh, maybe cancels things out with Cleveland. Greg Newsom missing some time this week as well. Uh, but how how are you seeing this thing so far? First, starting with the injuries and how that could impact them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Braden Smith being out again is a pretty big blow. I mean, Blake Freeland has been. <laughs> He's had some moments here and there where he's been okay, but for the most part, it's been fairly below average uh, in his couple starts this year. It is tough bouncing back and forth from left tackle to right tackle, so I do want to give him credit for making that transition and, and again, not being a complete revolving door when he's been out there, but uh, it is still a tough transition regardless with him. Uh, but no, I think Brandon Smith being out is obviously the big one here. Uh, it's the hip, the wrist. And wasn't there a couple other injuries that were listed at one point with that too? It was like hip, wrist, toe. Like it was like a ton of things with he's him. He's got a lot going on. I, I think he's yeah. played through the wrist, but the hip might be the thing that's been keeping him out. Right, right. So no Brandon Smith. That's a big blow. Kylan Granson, uh, he's unlikely to play this week. Then you lose your big time. Uh, one of your big underneath separators. Uh, had a huge catch last week. He's had a lot of big catches this season. And then Alec Pierce, it looks like he's trending in the right direction, but they might play it safe there. Uh, you still want to have your field stretcher out there because behind him it's just Isaiah McKenzie, which is, you know, like 
Isaiah McKenzie's fine, but he's not really going to threaten anybody vertically down the field as an outside wide receiver. So it'd be nice to at least have Pierce out there for the decoy that he brings uh, vertically down the field. But when you're looking at this Browns defense, man, and regardless of who the Colts are going to have on offense, like even if they had Anthony Richardson going into this game, it would still be a really concerning matchup. Uh, the mm-hmm. Browns defense on paper and when you watch film is the best defense in the entire league this season. They are just dominating opponents. They went against the 49ers, who I, I believe in every single Brock Purdy start before this one where Purdy has finished the game. They The 49ers have scored 30 plus points. And this past one, they scored what sixteen, I think, against the against Cleveland. I think it was just sixteen. It was in the teens. Uh, it was a low scoring game, yeah. Yeah, low scoring game. Brock Purdy had his worst career start in the NFL. A quarterback who could do no wrong uh, before that. Christian McCaffrey left the game early. Debo Samuel left the game early. They just banged up that entire 49ers offense and and just beat them down in the submission. Uh, so now you get a Colts offense going into this game where their quarterback made uh, 400 mistakes uh, the week before. Uh, they're going with their backup quarterback. Obviously, they have injuries across the board on offense. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I do not like this matchup whatsoever on paper because you're going to read off some stats here in a second. But this Browns defense is nasty. It is absolutely nasty. Uh, and it's what's really held the Browns together and kind of kept them up to this this record they have right now. Yeah, no, it's it's legit, and it's not just Miles Garrett either. You know, the best edge defender in, in the league, perhaps the best defensive player in the league. Uh, but just to give a little more context to this, uh, it's through it's through all levels of the offense that they're controlling things. They've only allowed one opposing quarterback to reach 200 passing yards, which in today's NFL is pretty standard. You can almost pencil that in for most guys. And that was Kenny Pickett, surprisingly enough. Uh, but there was some late-game stuff going on there. Uh, four of five quarterbacks have had one or fewer passing touchdowns. The only guy who has scored multiple touchdowns on the Browns so far is Lamar Jackson. And that's of course, uh, only one running back has scored a rushing touchdown. And of course, as everyone would suspect, suspect it was Jordan Mason from the 49ers, a, a name that no one has heard probably of people who watch this show. Um, and they're also, First in the NFL and third down defense, which is one of the most overlooked stats to me. And like everyone talks about like they're they do this against the run. They're a a great passing defense. But on third down, they get their opponents off the field. I mean, the Colts like to go for it on fourth down quite a bit. So we'll see how that goes. But game flow is going to dictate that this could be a heavy punting game for the Colts. Yeah, I mean, if the Colts offense wants to do anything right in this game, it really comes down to not having negative plays on offense. You can't just make mistakes worse by turning a would-be sack into an interception. You can't turn the ball over in in the red zone or in your own territory whatsoever. You can't, uh, again, take those big sacks or obviously like last week, have a big sack fumble or something like that. Like if, if your offense is moving two to three yards forward at a time in a matchup like this, all right, it's fine. Make it like the Ravens game in week three where the offense wasn't very good in that game, but they didn't really kill their own defense in that one. They had the one almost turnover before halftime. But besides that, they didn't turn the ball over. They only got sacked a couple times early in that game. Second half, they weren't sacked as much. And if they weren't scoring, they weren't putting their defense on their heels and, and killing the defense like we saw from the Colts offense this past week. So if they can keep it like that, like they did in that Ravens game, which the Ravens also had a top tier defense going into that game. Uh, then I think that this Colts offense can do just enough to win. But which Gardner Minshew do we get? Do we get the Gardner Minshew of the Ravens game or the Gardner Minshew of last week where 
he wanted to turn the ball over almost 10 times. <laughs> like he wanted 10 turnovers in that game. He tried really hard for it. Uh, we'll see what kind of Gardner Minshew would get. And I think that's going to be the, the big story of the game before and after it. I truly agree. Cause again, I, I, I thought the whole, the offense as a whole last week was fine. They did enough to win, but they could not overcome those turnovers. Like again, a couple of them came deep in opponent territory and like, they are not going to be able to make those critical mistakes. And let's not even talk about winning score points whatsoever. If they're just going to keep coughing up the ball, like this may have, this may just be one where the defenses just keep throwing haymakers and keep their own offenses in the game. Like it may be that, that ugly type of affair of affair. So uh, here in a moment, we are going to flip things over and look at the defensive side of the ball for the Colts. Uh, what might scare you offensively for the Browns. But first, a word from our sponsors. Let's talk about Jace Medical and the Jace Case. The Jace Case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Think about it. I mean, especially those of us with kids, it's also fall. I've been sick for like two weeks. I have a kid who goes to daycare. Those are germ factories. It is very handy to have medicine on hand. And Jace Medical now offers customizable uh, options for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings as well. So keep an eye out for their inventory. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. And guys, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is just so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You guys know I'm hitting the under on this upcoming game with the Colts and Browns because I don't trust these offenses, but I do trust these defenses. Well, at least the Browns defense. I trust the Colts defense somewhat in this one. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And Colts fans, football season is here and Locked On is kicking off our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiz, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate and get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, Jake, so getting into this Colts defense, obviously the big story is uh, the Browns' starting quarterback has missed the last couple of weeks due to a shoulder injury or a right shoulder or whatever. It's been a really weird time for, for that team trying to figure out yeah. what's going on with his shoulder, but uh, the Browns' starting quarterback has missed some time. He did return to practice today, but we don't know if he'll actually be out there for this Colts game this weekend. And obviously that does change the dynamic a little bit of what we expect from this Colts defense. You know, if if their starter is out there and, you know, the starter had his best game of the season right before his injury happened. Uh, but if maybe he's a little rusty from this shoulder injury, maybe because it's a throwing shoulder, it could be uh, a tough transition for him. So you never you don't really know what you're going to get out of him if he does play. And then if he doesn't play, P.J. Walker will be the starter. P.J. Walker, you know, 
did enough to win last week, but it wasn't like he particularly had that great of a game. So when you're really looking at what kind of game this could be and if the Colts could win this game like really ugly and keep the score low, a lot of it comes down to the injury report for the Browns. You know, does their starting quarterback play or does P.J. Walker make another start? And maybe the Colts can get some turnovers on that backup quarterback. Yeah, I know things sound optimistic because, again, he did return to practice on Thursday, but he hadn't thrown a ball in a competitive setting in three weeks. That's two games in in the bye week mixed in there. Uh, So that's a lot to kind of have to catch up on. But, I mean, we know from our days with uh, Cleveland starting quarterback being in Houston that you cannot, like, if he's out there, he's a dangerous player. Uh, Again, he's been very up and down with the Browns, but, it is what it is. He's a talented player on the field, and you're just going to have to account for that. They have weapons. David Njoku is doing well. Amari Cooper is, you know, looking like his Cowboys version, essentially. Uh, so it's obviously a step down if it's P.J. Walker. Um, but still, I, regardless of what quarterback, I'm not overly concerned just because their passing game has just not been all that great. Now, the run game, on the other hand, you know, take away Nick Chubb out of it. And they've still been somewhat productive. You know, Kareem Hunt is on the injury report, um, but you know, Jerome Ford, like they've got guys out there who are running the ball decently. Well, that offensive line is still really good. It's, it's loaded with players who are among the cream of the crop at their position still. Uh, So honestly, this just has the feeling of one of those old school ground and pound defensive games to me. Yeah, but here's the big thing with the Colts. You know, when we're talking about the de- the Colts defense needs to hold up their end of the bargain, or I guess not even hold their end of the bargain. They need to carry the load in this game because the Colts offense yeah. is not going to be productive against this Browns defense. But for this Colts defense to kind of hold it up, hold up this entire game for them, their run defense needs to be up to par. Their run defense yeah. needs to be good. And when have we ever seen this Colts run defense in the last couple of years? be good when they're missing one of Grover Stewart or one of Buck or one of Forrest Buckner. You know, if they're missing one of those two players, when is it, when has their run defense had a good game? We just don't see it now with Grover Stewart out for six weeks going against a good interior offensive line that the Browns have in a pretty decent running game. Taven Bryan in line to start, I guess at nose tackle it's, you know, like this should be a low scoring game. If the Colts defense can show up and, and play some good football, but if they can't stop the run, if it if it's going to look like it did against the Rams with Tyron Williams uh, back in what was that week three, week four, I think it was week four in that game, like they're not going to be competitive in this game if they can't stop the run. And do we trust Taven Bryan and Eric Johnson to stop the run for the Colts? I don't think there's anything that makes us say we should trust those two. They just haven't shown the ability to be run stuffers on the interior. And honestly, you might want to just have DeForest Buckner be one tech and put Dio Dengbo in there at three tech. To, to be your run stuffer because it can't be much worse. It really can't be much worse. Taven Bryan, that entire Rams game was getting driven back. Eric Johnson has Grover Stewart. So we're going to have to see um, kind of what with that in this game. But I think that's one of the biggest overall stories as well is can the Colts run defense actually step up without Grover Stewart? Can Taven Bryan and Eric Johnson at least be somewhat adequate in this game? That's why we got to shift our focus to Adetome Adebare. That's that's the guy this week. That's who's going to step up and be big time. Uh, no, I am honestly interested to see what he can provide because he's how, – how many active games has he had? One or two? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're going to have one. to really – yeah, as I said, I, I think they're really going to have to uh, 
ex- expect a lot from him moving forward over these next several games. Uh, I think this is also going to have to be an opportunistic thing for the Colts because uh, the Browns' offense, they get sacked a lot. They've given up 18 sacks, and their 12 turnovers is also near the most in the league as well. Uh, so the Colts have gotten better about taking the ball away versus last year, but they're really going to have to kind of take that up a notch because, again, we've kind of we've kind of talked about the fact the defense is going to have to be part of the offense this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether that's big sacks on second and medium, second and long, or third down to get them off the field altogether, um, not dropping interceptions, you know, making sure you're playing to the whistle and trying to rip the ball. Like, that's all going to be really critical because, again, the defense is going to have to be an extension of the offense this week. Yeah, it, it needs to be a big game for Samson Ebukam because <laughs> – of the Browns' offensive line, their most vulnerable is their left tackle with Jedrick Wills. The rest of their offensive line has been really good in pass protection, but Wills has certainly been their weakest link. So hopefully Samson Ebukam can have a big game like he's been doing all year and, and really disrupt from that backside, that blind side. But yeah, it really comes down to the run defense and and which quarterback plays for the Browns. Because if, if they are playing their backup quarterback and the Colts' run defense actually shows up in this one without Grover Stewart, then this could be that slop fest, ugly game that the Colts need to win against this Browns team. But if the Browns have their starter or if the run game gets going early, I don't know if the Colts offense can score to keep up with them in this one. Like the Colts defense cannot allow touchdowns in this game because every touchdown you allow, I don't know if your offense is going to be able to compete with that on the other side. I just don't know if the Colts offense is going to score a touchdown this game. It might be one of those games where they finish with nine or 12 or maybe 15 of all field goals. And the goal for the Colts defense is just don't allow touchdowns and hope that you can win the field goal battle because it's going to be that type of game, I think, on Sunday. Yeah. Well, last thing I want to mention about the defense is I'm kind of intrigued for Juju Brents getting another matchup, another unique matchup with Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Now, Cooper's not like he's not the explosive guy necessarily that he was coming into the league, but he's always been a very good route runner. And that is something that translates far into a a wide receiver's career. So like you may not be explosive, but if you're a killer route runner, you're still going to be deadly and be able to get separation. I mean, Devontae Adams, that's one thing that's made him so good for so long. Uh, So really interested on Juju Brent's behalf to kind of have this unique matchup ahead of him uh, where he's going, I think he's going to have to be patient is his thing. He's going to have to be observant and patient. It's not going to be about, um, athleticism necessarily all, all together throughout the game. I think he's going to have to be tough, you know, get his hands on Cooper, but also definitely pay attention throughout the game to all the tells that Cooper gives him. Yeah, no, I agree. And Juju has been playing really well at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. So I think he's going to step up to this matchup and play really well this week. Yep. I'll plug that for uh, Zach's latest film piece was on Juju Brent. So go ahead and check that at horseshoehuddle.com. Coming up here in a second, we will give you our final thoughts on this matchup. But first, some more words from our sponsors. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way that I have found to play daily fantasy sports. If you've got the skills, then you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Christmas is coming up. Who couldn't use that extra cash? Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit them in less than 60 seconds. And they've got a really cool feature here. With the prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, 
that player is rebooted in the lineup. PrizeFix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. And honestly, that is so deflating when you place a bet on someone and then injured out of the game. PrizeFix takes care of that for you. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. And guys, did the game go to timeout? It's time to order with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That's your cue to order in. I don't know about you guys, but I go to DoorDash 24-7 throughout the week. Maybe I'm lazy. Maybe I'm tired. Or maybe, just maybe, I just love all the food out there compared to my own cooking. DoorDash really helps me get to some food that I really want throughout the week. And it really helps when you're a working person who, you know, obviously working at home or working out, whatever, when you get home and you don't want to cook, DoorDash is always right there for you. So especially on Sundays when you're watching the game, you know, why root for your team on empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. That's 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10, off of a, up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, Jake. So looking at our final thoughts for this game, you have a pretty optimistic viewpoint on the Colts in this one. And I don't know. I don't see it, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm broken after last week. Cause I don't think, I don't think last week was as deflating as week two of last season against the Jaguars where the Colts just didn't look like they belonged on the field with the Jaguars. They certainly competed with Jacksonville this past week. It's just their quarterback made so many mistakes that they couldn't overcome them. I just, I don't think that they're the type of team that can beat this Browns team right now. This Browns team is a top 10 team in football. It's probably the toughest team they've, they're going to play the rest of the season because this defense is so good. I just don't know how Indy's going to score on Cleveland. <laughs> so yeah. you have them with 23 in your prediction. I'm like, Jake, I have no clue how they're going to get the 23 points of this game. Yeah, I am being a little optimistic on this one, but I, th- I think we all need it right now. I think with Anthony's injury, and the Grover Stewart suspension, I think everyone has just hit that apathetic point of the of the season. I don't want it to get like last year where everyone was so jaded. Uh, I'm going to show a little faith in them. The, the Colts have scored 20 points every week. I have that streak living on. Uh, I have them winning 23 to 20 against the Browns. The, the thing I feel best about with it is the Browns are very much a defensive team, regardless of who's going to be the quarterback. I think the Colts' defense can handle things. Um, I'd like to think that the pass rush will turn a little, will return a little bit better. Whether that's Quiddy Pay finally turning it back on, because don't forget he strung together three straight games with a sack before he went out with that concussion. So like he was playing well up to that. Ebucom has been really good. Um, interior, interior defensive line. Uh, we're we're going to see what it looks like without Grover Stewart. Uh, but I, I've got the faith. Um, I think Cleveland has scored 22 points total in their in their last two games offensively. So it's not going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a really ugly game that it's like, a, eh, I, how optimistic can we be after that win? But regardless, I'm going to give them a win only because I have very little faith in Cleveland's offense. 
Look, if Indy wins this game, regardless of how the game turns out, there's no such thing in this one as saying, ah, man, I don't feel good about that. If they pull off this win against Cleveland, you feel good about it. I'm telling you guys right now, the Colts offense could have negative yardage at the end of the day. But if they win this game like 2-0, we're going to feel good about it afterwards because they have no right to win this game against Cleveland. Cleveland is a good team, man. They are a really good team. And they can figure out an offense. I mean, they they can be one of the better teams in football uh, when it's all said and done. So, I, I still think Cleveland 16 to 12. I think it's going to be a slop fest because I do think Walker is going to start at quarterback. Yours is uglier than mine. Mine's ugly, but mine's realistic, Jake. Mine's real. One touchdown score between the two games, <laughs> between the two oh. teams. One touchdown. Look, Matt, Gay is gonna, person. Matt Gay is going to have three field goals of over 55 yards. He's going to have one of over 85 yards. And then that's what that's going to be the game. <laughs> Are the Colts going to get past the 40-yard line? I don't know on offense, but there's going to be a lot of field goals in this one. <laughs> um, if Matt Gay is responsible for a Colts win, <laughs> your next bet is that you have to get an entire leg-length tattoo of Matt Gay from your ankle up to your up to your thigh. Absolutely your not. Bet. I'm not committing to anything. I'm not committing any to anything. You have to get me in some drunken stupor. Everyone, <laughs> leave in the comments how much you want to see that. <laughs> No, but seriously, guys, at the end, I'm not trying to be all pessimistic about this Colts team because, again, I don't think the season was lost with how they performed last week. I don't think that they were this horrible team that is going to lose to lose this game, the next game, lose to the Panthers, lose to the Patriots. No, I still think they're a good enough team where they're going to beat the teams that they can't beat. I just don't see the path in this game unless it's a really ugly game and the Browns offense makes a ton of mistakes. I just I don't know how the Colts offense is going to score because <laughs> Miles Garrett is the best defensive player in football this season. He should yeah. be the defensive MVP this season so far. Uh, Denzel Ward, a great corner on the outside. JOK playing some really good football at linebacker. Uh, and then they have Jim Schwartz, who's arguably the best defensive coordinator in football right now. They have a lot of really good things clicking on defense as the Colts offense is still not clicking right now with their backup quarterback in there with some injuries. It's going to be a really tough game on that side of the ball. As long as the Colts can limit mistakes, though, on offense, they have a chance just – Will they limit mistakes? Because they didn't do it last week. You know, will they limit mistakes? That's going to be the big thing here. Uh, I'm not completely counting the Colts out. Again, I only had it 16 to 12 Browns. I think it's going to be a close game, but I don't know. I got to see it to believe it. I got to see the Colts actually move the ball in this one. I just don't know if they can against this Browns defense. Yeah, that's that's easily going to be the toughest part. And I think the the biggest X factor for me is going to be if the Colts are able to get that run game going offensively, because, uh, I mean, we've seen it before where defense is sold out to stop the run, but it still worked. Like, 2021, the Colts had to hide their passing game, the, like, the entire second half of the season. And they still made it work with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, they have Taylor now. He's not He hasn't shown to be 2021 Taylor yet, but he also has Zach Moss as a running mate who has been really good. So, I mean, it's going to be super discouraging if the run game – Featuring those two dudes get shut down two weeks in a row, which is possible. Cleve again, Cleveland yet again another top five run defense that the Colts are facing. Um, I don't know what to think about that one because we've seen them overcome it against like Tennessee minus tier tart. But I mean, Cleveland's probably a different animal. Um, but at some point, you've got to come out and set the tone. Like the Colts have a decent offensive line as well. Like, they have to come out and establish the run. Like, just because Cleveland is better on paper doesn't mean that, like, okay, you pack it in. Like, you have to try and do it. 
Like yeah. the defense is going to try and make Gardner Minshew beat him. Have some juice to that, that, that run game. Like it's just going to have to happen if they're going to win any of these games. I do agree. Gardner Minshew is not going to beat the Browns. So <laughs> if you're not going to lean on Gardner Minshew to beat the Browns, you're going to need a big game on the ground or again, just keeping it simple and not turning the ball over. That That's really the biggest thing there. But I have dares. Let us know in the comment section what you think. Do the Colts get the win against the Cleveland Browns in this vaunted Browns defense? Let us know in the comment section. If you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 all on Twitter. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube or we listen to your podcast. We'd love your guys' ratings, reviews, and we'll see you guys back here on Sunday after the game.